Yes, it's Nico here in the Akuluma podcast. Yes, Happy New Year, Happy New Year, Happy 22. And I'm so excited to tell you this. This is our first episode for this year. And I've got a special guest here today. And he's my friend. We know each other for a while. But people move around. So he's going to be talking to us uh, all the way from London. So yeah, Muluketa is going to be here uh, sharing his journey, his life in the UK. So when I'm in the journey, I'm talking about like now, those people who live in the UK, you understand the word journey for refugees and asylum seekers is very different, but can be really very dangerous as well. So he's going to be sharing that um, about his life in the UK. And actually, you know, we're going to be talking about lots of stuff. But just to remind people now, the UK government, I'm not sure if he has signed this evil bill that the, the immigration um, yeah, the and the immigration officers or the police what they're going to do, and people, they're going to be stripped citizenships and stuff like that. We're not talking about that today. We're not dealing with that, but I'm just reminding you guys, um, when you talk about the journey of refugees and asylum seekers, it's not, it doesn't always sound sweet as sound um, when we're, we're trying to explain to you. It's a very sad story. Where if, the, if the UK government is going to go ahead with that bill, I think it's going to be really yeah, sad. Um, I don't know. I have no words to speak about it now. But uh, yeah, it's one of those topics I think we should be actually talking, raising awareness and people come up with different um, stuff. So yeah, but we're not going to be going there tonight, but um, I'm really, really sad to, to see that there's people in this planet, in this world, they're actually wishing people to die in seas and, you know, we've seen it. So yeah, this is the purpose of this podcast about asylum seekers and refugees raising awareness. Um, as well as yeah, supporting each other. So yeah, Mulgeta, uh, please take us to your journey. It's going well, Nico. Um, pleased to be on your program today. And yeah, it's been a while, but uh, listen, it's been very challenging few few years, I have to say. But uh, we are doing okay now. Well, in terms of um, my background. I am Mulgeta Asgadom, originally from Eritrea. I was born and grew in Eritrea and left my country due to uh, political instability, which was not easy. Uh, fleeing your country because of circumstances beyond your control is, is very challenging. Mm. And I left Eritrea and have gone through countries and a lot of challenges, but I was lucky enough to make it to the UK safely in uh, 2007 basically and then from that uh, arriving in the UK claiming asylum seeker and I was lucky to 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 get my asylum case sorted in a in a very short period of time well yeah that's that's really good news because normally people wait a long time I like it when you said uh, you left your country for political reasons I just want to ask because uh, UK always been telling other countries about human rights. I just wanted to touch. What do you think about the human rights in this country? Do they really preach what they preach? I mean, do they really um, do what they say in other countries? Or in terms of uh, re the way the refugees and asylum seekers treated in your own experience as well? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, uh, to be fair, like uh, if you compare the UK uh, with other countries, Definitely, I would say it's much better, but specifically 
the way the Home Office works and how they treat asylum seekers and refugees, uh, I have to admit, is it is very, um, uh, I would say, not fair at all. The system ha should improve somehow, and I guess I was lucky. Some some people stay in this uh, uh, process for years and years, which is a waste of of time and 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 potential for, for many people instead of giving them the opportunity to work and contribute to the society. So uh, definitely the, the immigration system of the UK has to improve uh, somehow yep. going forward. No, um, I think you're right. Uh, UK has got uh, maybe a better safe place to be, first of mm -hmm. all, compared to other countries because uh, other countries that were very, very... Mm, poor resources but not treatment so that's the difference between human rights and then having no resources so but today this show is about you man and i want you to just go crazy tell us about your ambitions your dreams what you're doing what you wish for this uh, special for refugees and stuff well uh, thank you Nico. uh i would like to touch my challenges and my my um uh Possibly the challenge in the, the few years in the UK, I guess my story is similar to any or to many people who come to the UK from different parts of the world as, a, as an asylum seeker, as refugees. I think it's obvious uh, we face challenges because we came from a different background, different uh, mindset or values and tradition. And it takes time to adjust into the new way of life in the UK to understand the system and uh, for me it was very challenging the more the, the first 18 months were extremely challenging somehow I I could not figure out let's say what to do with my life so I was a bit confused between torn apart between uh, I need to do to I need to go to college and study that uh, education is my, my passion and my, my main goal, but again, life happens. Um, there was a lot of pressure from back home, from family members and friends. So a uh, few months I'm working, the next few months I'm in, the UK, I'm in, in college. So that was overwhelming, confusing. Eventually, I felt like I need to focus on education. I decided to make my my education my my main goal. That was a big turning point for me, and of course, uh, I was I was in the UK for a few uh, maybe like uh, nearly two years, but I moved to Scotland simply for uh, to pursue my education, uh, and then that was like I said a big big. Uh, positive step to the right direction when I decided to go to college. And the rest is history. Of course, it was a long journey, challenging time, but that decision, like that, having that clarity, what to do, that was a big thing for me. Mm. That's that's really important because um, um, see, most of the, uh, the people I talk to, even myself, for example, that when I arrived in UK, I arrived earlier than you. But because, as you said, the culture differences and with that unformed, you end up go under the radar, just like you don't go to the right places to get informed to how to go to apply these things. And then we end up, they're calling us limbos. 
love it. And but yeah, education in Scotland really helps. That's where we met, by the way. Um, so you, yeah, so we had a good jobs in Scotland. We we're working with uh, other projects, work with asylum seekers and refugees. Because mm-hmm. I always got this question for every speaker comes here, like. What do you think about projects themselves and charities when working with these um, invaluable people like with asylum seekers? Do you think they really mean to help, or they just do it because of the job? Or I don't know. It's, it's, this is this is. If that question was sent to me, I'll answer it. But I think uh, I've been uh, actually struggling to find the, the, if it is a competition, or is it really helping and stuff like that. I'm I'm still puzzled. I, I don't get the, the balance on that. Yeah. Maybe someone like yourself, because you've been working on these uh, charities and projects. Maybe you see it different. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a bit tricky, uh, but from experience, my understanding is, I guess, all or many charities, community-based organizations, their intention is uh, to help people. and But somehow, whether it's bureaucracy or other like challenges behind the scene, they might not deliver uh, what what they they said they 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 will uh, they will provide. For example, as service providers, there is always um, like a, a gap in terms of uh, uh, delivering the necessary service for the local people. And, yeah. and like I say. It, <laughs> Sometimes when I think back in, in Glasgow, for example, there were community-based organizations to do with housing, uh, employment agencies. They were doing great, but there was some uh, like uh, austerity come, came on, uh, funding cut off and all sorts of issues. But like I said, there are a lot of uh, challenges behind the scene, but from experience and working closely with some of those charities, they they do their best, but it does not mean they they meet all the needs of the people they're trying to help. Well, that the positive side is, I think there's a need for communication between service users and the service providers, very yeah. proper, and not only because they see me as a victim, I want them to see me as somebody who's part of the community too. It can be difficult for for workers or staff to uh, not to go beyond to, to cross the boundaries, whatever they call it, professional boundaries. But uh, I was lucky enough to work with a few organizations who who are community driven, like uh, we workers, uh, residents, or service users. We we all see each other as equal partners. Mm. So we and we we co-produce this like uh, everyone has got something to contribute, and when it's when it's a service user-driven um, service, it goes far far in terms of uh, sustainability because it's the voice uh, of the residents have been heard, and they know they are they, we call them in community development. The local people are the expert. Yeah, they know better. They live. They live the the uh, day to day challenges. They know more than anybody who is uh, like a policymaker or the management at the top. So I think that's very vital point you raised there because there has to be a way of involving 
people like service users or call them residents yep. they have to take part in decision making in that way the uh, projects or organization can be sustainable and effective yeah I think the point you're right. The point I was making as well, I just just came up to my mind, is build confidence of these people instead of see them as yeah. victims. So instead, of, if they see the see asylum seekers and refugees every day as victims, you're not actually building the confidence on these people. You're just no. <laughs> just pointing to a burn house. Instead of, so my argument is not an argument. I always talk this. This is the I like about this platform. This podcast goes was made for asylum seekers and refugees to speak and voice. Even the services of, I have so many, not so many, few service, service providers came to the podcast. And they got really nice. They talk exactly what you said. But for me, my job is to push further. I want this thing to happen. I want people to hear this because, you know, stop looking at us as victims. We are here now. It's free. We need to freedom. We need to be like you. You know, I mean, like... Um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, I'm going to just come quickly because you're supposed to be talking more than me. And okay. I was just thinking about this new thing about COVID. Um, they're asking us to have COVID passport. I'm thinking, you didn't give me the right passport. <laughs> you can't give me a, a human right passport, but you give me a medical passport. That's an insult to people. Like, So, yeah, that one, I'll just leave it for the next time. But I think you can... Um, in your own opinion, like I know now you moved to London. I don't know what the situation yeah. is in London or when it comes to asylum seekers and refugees. Oh, again, yeah, the, the COVID thing is um, it's, it's a bit difficult, like it can be our personal uh, viewpoint about it. But uh, again, you just make sure you follow the safety guidelines at least to prevent yourself and to, to the people around you. But uh, it's a bit complicated, and I am I would rather yeah. leave it for, for next session. Yeah, maybe. yeah I think we've we done well, but before we go, Mula, I just wanted to just uh, maybe say something about um, I know you've got some plans, like to be a public speaker. I've, I've come across to some, some ideas you have now to start maybe giving some talks and stuff like that. So I want the people to know that, um, not when and how, but just like, just give like a little bit of um, of a, a, an idea. Maybe um, I would like to type uh, another point which might be relevant or useful for uh, listeners. And um, this is general, like uh, for asylum seekers or... Um, or general public, I guess, in, in the UK or outside. But uh, as a, an asylum seeker or refugee, when we come to the UK from Africa, from Middle East, from whatever part, um, once you understand there are the opportunities, like for some time, it's simply because I was a bit confused and I didn't, I couldn't figure out what am I going to do uh, going forward. So just to, to maybe people who are coming to the UK, like uh, recently, I just want to highlight that. And uh, trust me, there are opportunities. The UK is probably, I will always say, there are a lot of opportunities if you have got the right mindset. It yeah. doesn't mean, it doesn't mean there are no challenges or problems, but we, once we, we are, understand and realize the opportunities, whether it's to do with education or the job market, 
there are opportunities, but it depends how we how we see them. So when I decided to go to college, I didn't know the the support that I get from the college. For example, in in Glasgow, it's called uh, John Wetley. I'll never forget the, the the my experience in that college because again, uh, I'm thinking about the incredible staff who supported supported me and encouraged me all the way. But there was support as well. I didn't know until I get there that there was like a bursary, you can get some funding. They just uh, make life easy for me, which uh, I didn't realize before. So you have to take that uh, move, you know, they have to make a move, they have to test the, the, um, the water. That's my, my kind of uh, like uh, experience and the positives that I took from my journey. We have to explore, we have to find out in our local area opportunities, uh, expand our network with local people, with generally with the people. And from that college, I managed to complete the one year program at John Wetley College and encouraged by my teachers, I went on to study at Glasgow Uni, which is a big thing. Mm. And uh, once again, the tutors or my teachers at Glasgow Uni were incredible. They supported me again. And because of that, I managed to complete my degree program. And I will always be grateful for, for the support and and the encouragement that I, I got from my journey in the uni and, and the college. So uh, that's something I would like to get across to, to mm. someone who may be contemplating about going to college or to uni, mm. listen, uh, I want to say go for it. And it's all about getting started. And you never know what's around the corner. Okay, thank you so much, Mugeda, to be uh, to join us today. It was really nice talking to you. Um, the, all the advice, um, are not advice, actually, it's kind of encouraging other people, like volunteering and look for college, get your skills up to date and get yourself settled down and you know, there is opportunities in the UK, even there's an evil government, but we cannot compare to other countries, especially where I'm from. Um, so, yeah. So those who are listening, please go, we can go and find us on Facebook, Sakuma Facebook page, um, or you can go to www.wetalkpodcast.co.uk and, or you can find myself if you want to be a personal friend. Um, Nikon Global on Facebook is easy to find. Um, what else? Thank you so much for listening. And please, please leave some com- comments on the Anchor Audio or Spotify. Let us know how we do. Or if you want to come in and have a chat with us as well on the pod- on the podcast, why not? Because, yeah, the, this is the first year, as I said, it's the first episode. So there's plenty of time. We've got 12 months from today to talk to you, uh, to listen to us as well. So, yeah, thank you again, Mula. And have a great year.